We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Raptors Nation? Luca here, back with the Raptors Nation podcast. And we got a whole lot to get to in the aftermath of the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. The dust has settled, and we have some new details that I'm going to get into today. Before we get right into it, please do me a solid. Hit a like if you are watching this over on YouTube. Subscribe to the Raptors Nation YouTube channel for all things Raptors. And please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. We'll leave us a nice review over there. All right. I'm not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into this thing. The first thing, of course, the biggest news of the last 24 hours. Damian Lillard has found a new home. It is not the Heat. It is not the Raptors. It is shockingly the Milwaukee Bucks who came out of nowhere, essentially, and traded for Lillard. All of the speculation was around Miami, Toronto for this week. And then in the middle of the day on Wednesday the Dame trade to Milwaukee happened. So the Raptors, for as exciting as it was, speculating and going back and forth about the potential of getting Lillard, they don't get Lillard. And Grange actually wrote in his article on Sportsnet that the Raptors didn't want to offer any of their core pieces. This is per one Western Conference source. It's believed that the Raptors were hoping to construct a deal that would not include their core pieces, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi. Now, I'm not going to lie. My initial reaction to this was I was surprised because we know how much Masai Ujiri and company value their players. But if you're trying to trade for a superstar, and this just isn't any star player, it's Damian Lillard, top 75 player of all time, seven-time All-Star, All-NBA. You got to at least give up something of value, something of substance, if you want to land a big star like Lillard. So I don't know if there's delusion starting to settle in there with Masai and company, but I was absolutely baffled when I saw that the Raptors weren't willing to part ways with OG. However, as we get further along here, it might make some sense. The Raptors clearly were trying to get 
a big deal in their favor, similar to the Kawhi Leonard deal. Masai Ujiri wanted to potentially fleece the Blazers, but the Blazers weren't having anything of it. So the Raptors were probably banking on a package around Grady Dick, Gary Trent Jr., Filler, and multiple first-round picks. This is something that Grange noted as well. But when you look at what the details were, a lot of the things started to make some sense. So I'm first going to start with Miami's point of view in this deal. Everybody was losing their mind at Miami that they couldn't get this done. Apparently. The Trailblazers asked for Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo in early trade talks in July. And Miami's best offer was three first-round draft picks, Tyler Hero, Jovich, multiple second-rounders, pick swaps, and expiring contracts. So I don't think the Blazers were ever serious about sending Dane to Miami. I don't know if they had something against Miami, but to ask for Jimmy or Bam when you knew damn well that the Heat weren't going to part ways with either of those guys... It looked like Miami was never close all along. And then going back to the Toronto part of it, while myself and many are shocked that the Raptors weren't at least willing to trade Ananobi, it seemed like Lillard's disinterest in playing in Toronto ended up being true. Because this is what Shams and Sam Amick wrote in their piece over at The Athletic. And I quote, throughout this Lillard saga, there was the looming question of whether a team would take on his massive contract if he didn't want to be there. Lillard has three years remaining on his deal, plus a player option for 2026-2027 for a projected $63.2 million. For example, the Raptors' interest was serious, but Lillard's disinterest in playing in Toronto remained an obstacle until the end. So it does seem that Lillard didn't want to be in Toronto all along. Those rumors were right. And at the end, the Raptors didn't want to trade a significant part of their core for a guy who necessarily didn't want to be there, which obviously is the right move and something that I had been saying before when the stuff about Lillard not being in Toronto first came out. But what I want to say to this is it is unfortunate and it is a shame because Damian Lillard isn't the first and he's not going to be the last superstar that doesn't want to be in Toronto because you would have thought the narrative would have changed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Around the Raptors not being a good destination, especially when they won the 2019 championship. And you saw how well this franchise treated Kawhi. I mean, he got his load management. He called his shots. The fans embraced him with open arms. And it's just unfortunate what stuff like this comes out and ends up being true about a superstar not wanting to be in Toronto. So the Raptors pass on this. They look ahead. And in the end, you got to credit the Milwaukee Bucks because this is a front office that they beat out the Raptors, they beat out the Heat, and they ultimately keep their homegrown superstar happy in Giannis Antetokounmpo because Giannis put pressure on this front office by suggesting that he could leave if the Bucks weren't in contention for titles, and they're definitely going to be in contention for many titles over the next couple of years after this move. So the Raptors miss out on Lillard, but I mean, you got to ask yourself if Lillard truly didn't want to be here, was it worth parting ways with a Scotty Barnes? Obviously, the Raptors were going to trade Barnes, but even was it worth trading away an Ojin and Obi? So I do get it from that front, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, if Masai Ujiri isn't going to trade these guys, then he might want to extend them because these guys are due contract extensions and they can become unrestricted free agents in 2024, which is what we're going to talk about next of what's next for the Raptors. But actually, before we get into that, I do want to quickly talk about uh, the potential of Drew Holiday. So I do want to note that Drew Holiday is still with the Blazers, but he's expected to be traded soon. And Shams did say that. Portland is going to be active over the next several days to find a new landing spot for him, possibly rerouting Drew Holiday to another team. Says teams that were interested in Lillard, like Miami, Boston, and Toronto, could be potential suitors. So the Raptors are obviously in the market for a true starting point guard. They do have Dennis Schroeder, but he's spent most of his time as a backup point guard. And obviously the Raptors still don't know how the experiment of Barnes at point guard is going to pan out. So if the Raptors wanted to add some insurance policy with that starting point guard role, they could be in the running for Holiday. Now, for as great of a player as Holiday is, he has championship pedigree, he's great defensively. I think adding Holiday does raise the Raptors' ceiling, but of course, Holiday won't help an issue that the Raptors face, and that is their stagnant half-court offense. In terms of spacing, Holiday's not going to do much there. So I, I do expect the Raptors to do their due diligence, as they do with every player. It seems that is made available, but I wouldn't put too much stock into the Raptors landing holiday. I mean, if it happens, would be nice. If it doesn't happen, I'm probably leaning more towards that. Raptors, in all likelihood, are going to enter the season with the roster as is and just believe that this team, as constructed, can accomplish a lot. Obviously, when you look at the Eastern Conference landscape, it got a hell of a lot more tough. You always had the Celtics that you had to deal with. Now you have the Milwaukee Bucks that are that much better. I mean, you're talking about a one seed from a year ago getting Damian Lillard, and the trade-off wasn't much. I know you lose a lot of defense in Drew, but giving up Drew and Grayson Allen, I cannot emphasize how good of a deal that was for the Bucks. And then you're going to have some other teams, like the Cavs are going to probably be better. Um, you know, the Knicks, they're going to be there. Uh, the Heat, you can never count them out. And I, I do think ultimately when it comes down to it, I see Drew Holiday going to the Heat or the Celtics because when you talk about teams that are a little bit further along the championship contention pipeline than the Raptors, it is the Celtics and Heat. And I mean, both those teams, especially the Heat, missed out on Damian Lillard. But when you talk about having a guy on your roster 
who can be the antidote for Damian Lillard and guard him well in a playoff series, it is Drew Holiday. So the Celtics and he, if they want to combat Lillard in a potential playoff series, you want a guy like Drew Holiday on your roster. I mean, Drew Holiday would be such a good fit with the Celtics and even Heat. So I do think one of those teams will end up with Holiday when it's all said and done. But again, like I said, I do expect the Raptors to do their due diligence and inquire what it would take for Drew Holiday. But obviously the Raptors aren't going to trade their core pieces for Holiday. So unless the Raptors are willing to part ways with a Gary Train Jr. Uh, Grady Dick type deal, I just don't see it happening. So, okay, let's get into now what's indeed next for the Toronto Raptors. As I mentioned before, if the Raptors don't want to trade their core guys, you would think the expectation is they're going to keep their core guys. But the problem is, the Raptors haven't revealed what their plan is. And I don't know if the Raptors know what they want to do at this point because there was times this summer where you thought the Raptors were going to embrace the rebuild. They lose Van Vliet for nothing. There were a lot of rumors coming out about the Raptors potentially traded Siakam to the Hawks. That went away. And then you went from that to, okay, maybe the Raptors are trying to go for it. We're trying to trade for Damian Lillard. But then, obviously, that didn't happen. So, as it stands right now, the Raptors remain in the middle, a place where you don't want to be when it comes to the basketball world, and they have a lot of big decisions that are coming up. So, when you look at the Raptors' big decisions, they have three players who are set to become unrestricted free agents for this summer. So, when you talk about OJ Anobi, a player who the Raptors have reluctantly not wanted to trade, I put something out at X saying that, OJ Anobi is probably the one player who has survived the most trade rumors out of any other player in the league. Now, obviously, Tyler Hero is probably another guy who's in that conversation, but OG is up there. I mean, this dude survives trade rumors, it seems, every single season, every single quarter of a season. So if the Raptors don't have any intention of trading OG, you would think they're going to retain it. When you look at OG, He's set to become an unrestricted free agent next summer. Now, the Raptors can offer him a contract extension of about $117 million over four years. He is definitely going to get more in free agency next summer, as Ananobi will certainly decline his player option. So Grange did say in his piece on Sportsnet that if the Raptors pay Ojin Anobi too much, will they be able to afford Pascal Siakam on a max deal? As Siakam's extension could be in the range of $200 million over four years. And then remember, Barnes he's also going to have a max extension on his rookie deal. So will the Raptors be able to pay OG what he wants? Or will the Raptors seemingly leave this thing till the end and allow OG the opportunity to sign for more money with another team? Because I will tell you this, OG and Anobi, you can say that the Raptors overrate him, highly value him, and maybe that's true at this point. But he is a very serviceable player he is a guy who a lot of teams are in the market for and we know a lot of teams would have a lot of interest in OJ Anobi so if OJ Anobi declines that player option which again the expectation is he certainly will he's going to get a compelling offer so unless the Raptors come forth first with a big offer OG could be reluctant to do what Fred did and take his bag with another team this summer so if the Raptors don't want to trade OG Anobi, who's on an expiring deal, you better pay the man because the last thing you want to do is lose OG for nothing, especially since he is highly coveted around the league. Now, the other thing the Raptors got to figure out is, are they even going to retain Siakam? Because he too is set to become an unrestricted free agent 
next summer. And Green said that there have been no talks on a contract extension per sources with the team seemingly taking a wait-and-see approach to get a sense of how the existing pieces, Siakam primary among them, fit within whatever offensive system Ryakovich chooses to employ. So this is the part that concerns me because the Raptors have seemingly taken a wait-and-see approach now, and it burned them just this past offseason. And, I mean, when you talk about your best player in Siakam and then another big part of this thing in Ojananobi, and you are going to maybe take the same wait-and-see approach, like, that concerns me because that tells me the Raptors still don't have a plan about what they want to do. Do they think they're good enough to compete with the roster as is? Or do they still have thoughts of trying to trade for somebody? Or does this team want to rebuild? Like, where do the Raptors stand? And we're going to get our decision with what they do with their impending free agents. But to have a wait-and-see approach with more significant pieces of this roster, that is not a good game plan. Because the last thing you want is to be in a position where you wait until the end again and have a possibility of a guy like Ojinanobi and Siakam walking away for nothing. And then the other player in all of this, where there hasn't been much talk of an extension as well, is Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. opted in, and there was something that came out after he opted in that the Raptors were working on an extension. No extension has been talked about since, and we're about to start the season. So you're talking about three pivotal Raptors players who are all set to become unrestricted free agents, and it looks like the Raptors still don't have a plan in place for any one of them. That is where the problem lies with this team. And that is what has been talked about when it comes to this team. It's more about this team failing to trade for a superstar like Damian Lillard. It's more about this team not wanting to part ways with Ojen and Obi. It's about this team not executing a plan and not picking a direction and being clear with their direction. And that is where the confusion lies. So this is going to be a very interesting year, a very telling year, because although the Damian Lillard saga is over and the fireworks with that ends, there is a lot to be played here and a lot of big decisions that need to be made. And we are truly going to find out what vision Masai Ujiri and company have for this current team. Because you have guys who are expected to be free agents. You have this roster that many feel will be better or worse than a season ago. So something's got to give for this season. And there is no more of this wait and see. Decisions need to be made. And the Raptors sooner or later have to reveal their hand about what their ultimate direction is. I've been a big, big advocate for the Raptors, um, you know, rebuilding and truly building around Barnes, but that hasn't happened as this team continues to flirt on either side. So will that be the move? Will the Raptors exceed expectations with their current group and just pay everybody and keep this team as is? Or will Masai continue to be on the lookout for a superstar? But when you look at it, it doesn't look like a superstar wants to be here. This team as is might have hit their ceiling and they might be worse without Fred. So that is why a lot of people are coming to grips with the fact that the best move on the chessboard might be the Raptors finally committing to a rebuild. So I think we're going to get our answer this season when it's all said and done, because something's got to give, like I said, and 
I mean, we will see what happens. And if this is another subpar season and Masai fumbles the free agents to be, I mean, he could very well be on the hot seat. And I know he is on the hot seat in many people's eyes at this point, but we'll see what happens. But it is likely that the Raptors will enter the season as is. Media day is certainly going to be interesting. I think it's on October 2nd. I'm definitely going to be glued to that and do a piece on what was addressed by Masai Ujiri and company. But that is going to conclude today's show. Just wanted to put a bow on the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. Raptors don't get Lillard. They don't trade any of their core pieces. They still have not extended any of their core pieces. And they enter the season as is, hoping for the best. And we will see how the Raptors now end up faring in an Eastern Conference that, like I said, just got a hell of a lot better with Damian Lillard entering the Eastern Conference. So, Raptors fans, let me know your thoughts on the Raptors' current situation. Hit a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Plus, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. That is it for me. This is Lucas signing off. As always, thank you so much for watching. And until next time, stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.